Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here of the European Championships, the road race, the men's elite. And yes, I have less beard than Patrick right now. Let's just get that elephant out of the way. Yeah, Patrick, this was an incredible finish. The European Championships, as we talked about in the preview, special race as well. But this year's edition certainly was one to behold. What exactly happened on the one today? Today was good weather, which is an important factor to be taking into the race. It's better than a women's race. Bray got up the road. I can't remember exactly who was in it, but I remember Josh Tarling was in there. And then there was multiple attacks going on over the laps. You know, I remember like Tergis was attacking, Kron was attacking, lots of people trying to kind of instigate some moves early on to try and get ahead of the eventual kind of big split that was going to happen. It happened on, I think it's about 20 kilometers to go. This split happened at 20 kilometers to go i think it was about two laps to go where this move went up the front containing 10 riders including laporte wabanart coy de lee pedersen all the big favorites for this race were in this front move and it seemed that this was going to be the move that was going to make it to the finish line it was going to be one of these sort of 10 riders who were going to be winning this gb had missed a move Italy had missed a move. There was a crash which took out Ghana. So he was kind of fighting to get back into that group. And despite their best effort, they didn't make it back to the front of the race. So Laporte attacks rather surprisingly with about 10 kilometers to go, very similar to what Bredevold did in the women's race which was uh, the day prior and it seemed a bit odd because i thought laporte was going to sit in for a sprint i think a lot of people expected that to be laporte's sort of strategy but with such strong guys like a pedersen and delee and walton there he decided to do a bit of an anticipation move got ahead he was being held at 10 seconds 15 seconds the group behind was working relatively well in a chain gang dujardin who was in there for france as well fantastic ride from him he was kind of blocking a little bit in the group behind but it was all going to come back together it seemed for a sprint but the final time up the col de van laporte his gap was disintegrating de lee started working for wout van art cron was leading up the climb and then de lee comes around with wout van art in tow coy on his wheel and then pedersen on that on his wheel as well and then go up the cobbled part of the climb and Wildmanar and Dali and Coy managed to drop Pedersen, and they are literally, kid you not, a few seconds behind Laporte. They go down the little descent and up the final bit to the climb. Laporte, for all it looked like he was going to get swamped by Wildmanar and Olav Coy, Dali had done his job. Laporte looks behind, just about sees Wildmanar come up onto his shoulder, but the line comes too soon for Wildmanar, meaning that Christophe Laporte is the new. European champion, followed by Wartmanart in second place, Olaf Koy in third, then De Lee, Mike Turnerson, Rasmus Tiller, Mas Pedersen, John Degenkolb, great performance from him, and Deleuze Klon in ninth, and Florian Seneschal is in tenth because Dujardin had a mechanical problem, so he dropped out of that group. So what did you think of that, Scott? I mean, I think that was one of the most exciting finishes I can remember for a while, and uh, yeah, really, really sad that Wattmanart didn't win that. I know in the echelon we're going to have Ewan going... Wat Van Choke and all this. But like the dream was there. The the European him and the world's match of Underpool. But like take nothing away from Crystal Laporte. I thought when Laporte turned around, Wat Van Art should have shouted, Ken Wevelkem, Ken Wevelkem. Remember when I gave you Ken Wevelkem? But uh yeah, alas, yeah, Crystal Laporte 
we've spoken highly about him so many times. Strong season for him. I mean, ever since he's moved to Yomba Visma, he's a different rider. And, you know, Yomba Visma 1-2-3 again. <laughs> I'm sure you're not too happy about that. But do you think Wild Bernard and them could have done something different here? Because if they hadn't given him that long of a leash, they were working well at one point, but there was uh, that group. And obviously the only other French rider wasn't working with them. But there was that point where they all kind of looked a bit at each other. And I think that's where Laporte maybe won this because it was tantalizingly close to this. Yeah, I think you're right. Wout, in my opinion, played it maybe a little bit too cleverly, dare I say. It seemed that Belgium got maybe a little bit confused as to whether they were going for Delis or for Wout. I think that was kind of decided maybe a little bit too late the last 100 meters yeah what what was sitting on with from 5k's to go trying to save his legs Dali was still pulling but there were times where one or each of them was sitting off the back well not sitting off the back but not rotating through and it just seemed like there was a bit of disjointment as to who was actually going to be the leader obviously it seemed to be wild to me and but to be honest with you he barely came around Laporte like Dali was so strong today I honestly think you know this might just be my anti-Yumbo propaganda but I think that Dali would have done a better job, to be honest with you. I think Dali would have come round Laporte. I just think that when it really comes down to like, you know, the bit where the final 50 metres, the final seven seconds of a sprint, we absolutely dead, where Wout sits down and basically like, that's it. I feel like Dali, like he showed it in Quebec. He just has this ability just to keep going and really just absolutely dig a trench. So that's, I don't know. I feel like Belgium probably should have gone with Delee today but the fact that they went with Wout I think they should have decided that sooner and maybe that could have been the difference were you surprised by Pedersen not being uh, there I, I know this kind of like basically just kicking like I know you're Danish <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. were you surprised I was a little bit to be honest yeah he's kind of like either he's on or he's not I mean he made it to that front group we know he was up there in the worlds, but I think he had a crash or something a few days, a few races ago. Yeah, I think they should have gone for Andreas Korn because he was really active and he was pulling moves. He was doing everything right for Pillarsen, but he just didn't have the legs, unfortunately. And we've spoken about Pillarsen being a better uphill sprinter on his day sometimes than Wat Van Aert. He's beaten him in Paris Nice, but yeah, really bad. Yeah, I thought he was going to be at least a medal, but. Mm. Evidently not. Yeah, I think there was a lot of expectation that Pedersen was going to be the uh, a podium candidate today, not a, a winning candidate. I can't remember who did we say was going to be our... I can't remember what our predictions were. I think I said it was going to be Delee, then Wout, and then I might have said Pedersen in third. Um, at least I got, I got Wout in second. Yeah, I had Wout as winning, so maybe that's my yeah, own fault. I, have, I think I'm actually most upset that I really wanted Wout to win. <laughs> and I'm actually, yeah. I'm, we said it, that, that dream on the Paterberg next year, on the yeah. Coromont, having Macho van der Poel, world champion, Wout van Aert, European champion. But what did you make of Ghana? He initiated one of the moves as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. They had it lined up to make it seem like Ghana was the guy, but then he started working on the front for Trenton, and then Trenton came to the front, and I was just a bit like, 
who are they going for here? Is is Gallim actually attacking here, or is he just stringing it out? It's kind of confusing. Ferrari um, tactics. Yeah, Ferraris. I don't know where Gallim would have come. What do you think? I think he probably would have been top 10, but I I really don't think he would have been on the podium, to be honest with you. Sorry, Ghana fans. But maybe if he was in that group, he would have made that difference, and then we could have had a Watt Van Aert victory. Or maybe he would have done what Laporte did, but earlier. And so yeah, true. To victory, yeah. rather than Laporte. Yeah, you're right. If Ghana was there, you know, I mean, you know what these TT guys are like. They only know one race strategy, and that is four guys <laughs> on the front. You're putting um, Ghana in the TT purist. Did you not watch Milan San Remo? He's, listen, listen, these TT guys, they just revert to the, the one mind strategy of I'm just going to do big watts on the front. And Ghana probably would have brought that back, whether it would have been the right tactical decision or not. Do you feel, I just love thing, do you think Wout skip turns because Laporte is his Yumbo teammate? Like, do you think that Wout's allegiance to Yumbo was stronger than it was to Team Belgium today? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was thinking about this as well. Obviously, we said Yumbo is my one, two, three again. But yeah, because when they're national teams, there's this weird dynamic in cycling where you're one or two or maybe three days of the year, you're working with these guys that you're normally racing against every single day or whatever. And uh, yeah, you could be right. How close are they as friends? Probably quite close since he gave him a get well game title. Uh, yeah, no, I think you could be onto something, but we'll never know. It's this, yeah, another one of those strange things. Do you think he did it? Do you think he skipped a turn for Laporte? Because it was basically Jumbo Visma against everyone else in that yeah, group. I think he sandbagged. He wasn't, you know, like, jumping to the front of a group you know exactly to kind of help bring Laporte back I feel that yeah and also I was I was wondering like literally when Laporte went I thought oh gosh well the kind of big guys in here who have multiple riders which is Belgium and Netherlands each of those guys their main rider was riding for Jumbo and I'm like is this actually going to come back like because is Jumbo going to infiltrate into this sort of national team strategy going on here so yeah it is a weird one i feel like the the team which was given it full beans was was denmark of course because pedersen and Klon had kind of no yumbo allegiance and i feel like they were pretty set on on pedersen we said in the preview that's arguably one of the strengths of denmark is that they focus on on pedersen but like you said maybe they should have gone with Klon. i mean he was uh Klon was so good during the welter and you know, it's those kind of post-ground tour legs. You know, <laughs> they they really do come in good sometimes. People talk about these mythical legs that you get after grand tours. You get this really good form. So, Kron really showed that today. I think that was really impressive from him. But, yeah, Laporte, don't think... I mean, yeah, I don't want to take anything away. Like, it would have been cool if White was the guy, but Laporte is still a very strong classics candidate. He's still a very prolific rider. And therefore, it would be a very... You know, it will be shown off to its very best, I think, on Laporte's shoulders next year. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, just how it looks next year in Yumbo. I think they'll be very happy to have a big jersey on their shoulders. Yeah, I think you're right.
And we, well, we were going to talk about the British team, but I think we spoke so much about other things. <laughs> it was a bit of a shame. Ben Turner, he looked strong at one point, but it didn't quite happen. Yeah, yeah, so that's basically it for our race recap analysis here of the European Championships road race. Make sure to hit the like button. Comment down below what you think of the race. And yes, Patrick's voice is back to normal. So we're all <laughs> happy about that. Uh, and of course, join us tomorrow over on the Echelon Cycling Podcast for episode 35, where we'll be dissecting everything European Championships. But with that, thank you very much for watching and we will see you around.